I'm just going to read some Bible. Is that all right? I was just reading Bible, and when I read Bible, stuff just starts to happen, so we'll just do that. So uh, this is going to go whatever way God wants it to go because I don't have a plan. Let's go with John, John, uh, first chapter, uh, verse 1, John 1 and 1. Now, now uh, we're going to stay in John. I got an ideal, but we'll see how it works. John 1 and 1, auntie. In the beginning was the word. Now, in the beginning of everything, now, mind you, not in the beginning of God, because God always was. In the beginning of the thoughts about us. In the beginning was the word. Come on, auntie, who was the word? And the word was with God. And the, and word, the word was with was God, God. And the word was God. Next verse. He was with God in the beginning. Now, it, now auntie, it switches and it says, he was with God in the beginning. He was. Who? The word. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Who was the word? Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus... Even though he was born of a, 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 a peasant girl and, a, and, and, and all that stuff happened, and he was some kind of way God shrank him down and made him an embryo, and he was born, you know, from a virgin birth, he always existed. In the beginning was God, the, the word was God, the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning of us. Come on. Through him all things were made. Now, through Jesus, everything was made. Without him, nothing was made. And nothing hasn't been made. Yeah. Everybody say amen to that. Imagine that. Through, through him, all things were made. Through Christ. Without him, nothing was made. All right, next verse. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Now, in him was the life, and, it, and that life was the light of all mankind. All mankind has to give Jesus thanks for life. Even those who don't believe in him, everybody say amen. Because he was at the beginning, nothing was made without him. In him, God put all life. Next verse. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so even though now you kind of wonder, where is God? What is going on? I, I was talking to a lady, and she was saying how, how, you know, she just was like having a hard time. Where is God? I don't see him. I don't sense him. And I'm like, God has never, he hasn't went anywhere. The world hasn't. Oh, the darkness of the world hasn't overtaken God. See, here's the thought. God either cannot be all-powerful or he cannot be all-loving. Because, because this is what, this is what most, pe most people think. They just don't word it. If God was all-loving, then he can't be all-powerful because if he was all-loving, he would stop all this craziness. Right. We would live in a perfect world. So he must not be all-powerful because if he was all-loving, he would stop it. And, and my thought goes to, well, here's the one thing God cannot do. He can do any, God can do everything but this. Well, there's actually two. He can't go back on his word and he can't lie. Amen. So when he told mankind, don't eat of the tree because surely you will die. When he said that, he can't fix it. That's right. That's right. Because when God says something, it, that's just what it is. If God said that this thing was blue, you know what would happen? It'll turn blue. Amen. It, see, if when God speaks, it locks even him into this 
this, this reality that will not be moved. Right, right. So he goes, I, I, I have to, I'm trying to put this in words so we can understand it. Everything that I say has to happen. So if I say that people have to die, it has to happen. I gave them an option and they took the wrong option, so now people have to die. That's right. But this is what I'll do, I, because death came into the world. Don't you know before the tree, we would have never got sick, we would have never died. Right. Amen. Right. Right. Before Adam and Eve did what they did, we never would have died. We would have lived this great life just walking with God. It would have been perfect. It would have been heaven on earth because that's what God intended it. But man messed it up. And so now what happens is the repercussions of that is still going on today. And then people go, why is it so horrible? Where is God? Well, he's right there. The, the light still is shining. Darkness hasn't overcome it. Amen. Amen somebody. Amen. But uh, we're a product of our own making. Amen. Amen. But so God is all loving and God is all powerful, but he's bounded by his word. He bounded? He's bound by his word. He cannot go back on it and he cannot lie to us. So he can't say this is going to happen and then change his mind. Hallelujah, somebody. Auntie, give it to me. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, this man was sent, he was sent from God, and his name was John, and we added the Baptist to him. Everybody see that? Now, where was he sent? He was a man that was sent from God. Next verse. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He came as a witness, and he came to, to be able to testify. Of, so through him now that people may, or I like the way they put it, so that people through him all might believe. Amen. Everybody's not going to believe. Do you know that the Bible says that God wishes that all men be saved, but he also says that hell has enlarged itself. Amen. Amen. Hell is preparing for a lot of souls. The Bible says that narrow is the way, broad is the way to destruction. It's, gonna, it's easy to, to live in the life that will land you into the, uh, the destruction of God, land you into this, this situation called hell, which will land you into this worst situation called the lake. Don't you know that hell is not your final destination? Amen. Amen. The lake is your final destination. Amen. Hell is going to be Florida in, without COVID in the summer. The lake is going to be old man. Amen. Everybody, you got me? Mm -hmm. So when you, when, it, when you say, oh, I don't want to go to hell, you really don't want to go to the lake. Hell is just a holding tank until it really gets bad. Everybody say amen. amen. So through John the Baptist, who will begin to tell everybody about the Savior that's coming into the world, all might believe. Next verse. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness he to the light. He was not the light. He, did the, he, does, he, does, he was doing what I trying to, I'm trying to do. I am not the light. I'm just trying to give witness to the light. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to everyone, he was coming into the world. God says, people, somebody's got to die, and because I love you so much, because I am all loving, I won't let you do it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll pay the ticket. I'll die. And that's like me saying, Julian, you're going to have to be born, and then guess what? You're going to live like 33 years, and then I'm going to have them kill you. You're going to go just for them. I just need you on earth for them. I need you to go die for them. 
Now, I showed you what kind of guy we have to look at his son and say, I have to have you do this. Who was there at the beginning? And then it's something for the son to look up at God and go, okay, I'll do it. That yes. sounds like, a, uh, okay, let's do it. Yes. Julian would have looked at me like, are you kidding me? But I would have looked at him like, no, nah, don't do it. Let him suffer. Yeah. I'm not God. Thank God. Amen. So don't ever question God's love and don't ever let anybody make you question God's love. Everybody say amen. amen. I know sometimes we do that. It's okay, I do it myself. Auntie, give it to me. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not they recognize him. They didn't even recognize him. him. Though the world, he was in the world, he was born of the world, he was born uh, part God, part human, and he, every, he made everything, but he shrank himself down, and he left all his, his deity, and he came down, and he walked like us, and he talked like, ate like us, smelled like us. I know he was Jesus, but I mean, he was hanging out in the desert. If Jesus wasn't washing up, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, we don't picture Jesus as a human. You have to. Amen. Jesus' feet got dirty. Jesus, um, he laughed. I'm sure he told jokes. I'm sure Jesus got upset. Everybody say amen. He got hungry. Jesus was just like us. Yep. We can't take away his human side or you won't fully understand this thing. This thing. And so here it is. Here he is. The world didn't even recognize who he was. Come on. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. So he came to those that which was his own, and, and they didn't even deceive, receive him. Next verse. Yet to all who did receive them, him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children now, not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. Okay, auntie, she, she flew through that, but that, that's good. <laughs> It says that through him, now, we all have the right to be the children of God. Yes. Where in that does it say you have to be perfect? Growing up as a child, I know you were told, be good. So God will love you. I know you were told, you know, uh, don't do this, don't do this, so Santa Claus will come, you know. I, I, I know you were told, you know, don't do those things and, and, and so God can show, you know, favor and care about you. I was told don't, don't do those things and you're going to get a whooping. That's what I was told. But it's like that's, what, that's the way we treat Christianity and we grow up thinking that. We grow up thinking, man, I got to be this perfect person and I, don't you ever have somebody tell you, oh, I can't go to church, the, the roof might cave in, or mm -hmm. ever have people tell you that stupidness? Yeah. I can't go to church because I've done so many bad things, and it's like, that's, that's so stupid, yeah. because we, we've all done bad things. Amen. There's levels of bad, and they're just society levels of bad, but we've all done bad. I mean, so yeah. it's like, the, here it is, he came into the world so that those who believe in his name he gave you now the right to become the children of God, not because, like, not like babies are born. That's what the next verse says. It says that they became God's children, but not in the way babies are usually born. It was not, a, it was not because of a, a, any human desire or plan. They were actually born from God himself. Yes. When I read this, I know you think that your mommy and your daddy hooked up one night and you were born. 
<laughs> and that's true. That's true. But my thing is you got to remember that it was God himself. Yes. Who wanted you here? We can't pick our mother and father. We didn't have that luxury. But Lord, the Lord can still use your mother and father and then spite them. Spite them. Still make you become or get you to become the children of God. Just because you do this one thing, you believe. Yes, yes, yes. So many of us struggle with I don't do stuff right. I'm not a good person. I mess up things. I do stupid things. This thing I'm in is really bad, and I make these horrible mistakes, and I keep trying to tell you. Join the club. Read your Bible. Everybody in the Bible made mistakes except Jesus. Amen. Don't you think Jesus kind of cheated, though? But anyway. (laughs) Everybody else made mistakes. And so here here are you going, no, this is big. I don't think God, and God is telling you what he thinks about it. He's telling you that, listen, none of you are good enough. We're not good enough. You will never be good enough. That's why he took the law and threw it away. Because he wrote, he had Moses and them guys write this law on how to act and how to be. And then he goes, they're not doing it. They're not capable of doing it. Okay, somebody's got to die. I'm going to do it. Jesus, go down there and rip the law up. Now, just through you. <laughs> yeah. Now you can become a child of God but just because of your belief. Is it that easy? Yes, God isn't difficult. He doesn't want to make it too hard. Amen. But how many of us don't believe? We just, how many of your family members just don't believe? Oh, they believe, but they don't believe. Because if you really believe, you would act like it. All right. If somebody. If you owe somebody $20,000 and then somebody say, you know what, I'll erase the debt. You don't, you don't, you don't owe me anything. Your next response is going to be, thank you so much, and what can I do for you? Uh-huh. You know you would. You'll be so grateful, you look, even though the debt is erased, you will still feel indebted to them for something. Yes. So here's Jesus going, I have purchased you, now you belong to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So since you belong to me, this is how I want things to go. This is how I want things to be. And the people, and now we're in such a state of men have become lovers of self. All the, all the issues in the world right now is because people love themselves. The Bible says in the end, men will be lovers of self. Yes, he did. That's yes, where we are right now. Yes. In the end, the money system will change. Don't worry about China. We're talking about the, Ar- the Arabic countries. Don't you know the final battle is going to be the, uh, amongst the brothers of Ishmael and, 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 and Isaac? Those families are going to come together, and that's what Armageddon is going to be about. It's going to be about these two sons on different approaches to God. So money has to be involved, and the money has shifted. Go over to Dubai and all these places and see how much money they got over there. Mm-hmm. And America will not be the major light in the world in the end, and we're not now. That's right. Amen. Can't, what I'm trying to tell you is the world is snowballing to the end. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I was
was telling Mark, I think Mark, I don't care. I said, you know what? It might actually happen in our lifetime. It definitely might happen in my child's lifetime. Amen. End of the world is coming. Yeah, it is. Now, some of you are going, yep, yep. And some of you are going, oh, shoot. Why? Amen. Why? If the end of the world happened by the time this clock count down to zero, I'd be happy. Yes, yes. The Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is just not in you. And also, but really what it comes down to, you don't really love the world. What it comes down to is you're not sure. Mm-hmm. You're not sure you're good enough. Amen. <laughs> I'm meddling now, honestly. I'm just, <laughs> I'm picking at people now. I'm trying to. Can it stop? Drop down to verse 32. Now, these two don't really tie in, but I'm going to try to tie them in anyway. Now, here's John the Baptist, and he begins to give testimony. Auntie, come on. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Okay, John is telling some disciples that, you know what, I saw it. I, God said I would know it because the Spirit would come down upon a man. And he says, I saw it. Next verse. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the he Holy says, Spirit. He says, John, I know you don't know who he is, but listen, when you see this, you're going to baptize a lot of people because John the Baptist did. But when you see after one person, you see the Spirit come down and rest upon him, he is the Savior. Come on. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. And I have seen it and I now testify that he is God's chosen one. And if you read, think, go back up in John, John the Baptist had that revelation of who Jesus was. He was the light that has come into the world for all men. He was there at the beginning. Nothing was made without him. See, John the Baptist got all this in his head. And he's telling, you know, the people he's standing with, no, I saw it, I saw it, I saw the Spirit come down. God, the one who sent me, told me it would happen, everybody. I saw it. Next verse. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And the next day, he's back, and he's talking to the Come on. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look. And he said, there he is right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm telling you who this guy is, and they're just chilling up by the, you know, yeah, man, I'm telling you, just Jesus, I'm telling you, I saw the Spirit. There he go. There he is. <laughs> It's like you seeing your favorite movie star or athlete. Me and Courtney was in the movies. Steve Eiserman walked in. I love Steve Eiserman. I don't even like hockey, but I like Steve Eiserman. <laughs> and I, and I, Courtney would tell you, I was like a little girl. Steve Eiserman. <laughs> I'm like, look, 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 Steve. He wasn't Steve Eiserman, he was Steve. And he comes up the steps, and I'm like, Steve. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I was like, me and Steve had a conversation at the movies. Steve Eiserman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see John the Baptist going, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Jesus, there he is, right there, right, right there, there he is. Come on. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. When the two disciples heard it, they followed him. That's so important. Somebody has to point the way to Jesus. Yes, yes. Somebody has to say, there he is. Yes. 
There he is. See, you know how we, we say, you know, that, that you were lost. We, we, we go, uh, I found Jesus. And, and the people correct you and say, well, no, you were lost. He found you. And that's true because his grace has to come upon you. Everybody say amen. amen. He puts you in positions in the right spots to, so he can bump into you. But somebody does have to point the way. That's why when somebody says you don't need church, please slap them. Amen. Then pray. But slap them first. Amen. Because, listen, everyone needs someone to point the way. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. How many of you have tried to know God on your own? And you're sitting at home reading a Bible you don't understand. And you're getting frustrated because you don't get it. Now, I'm not saying you can't seek God on your own. You can. But you have to have the basic knowledge and it only comes from someone else. That's right. That's right. Somebody who taught, somebody who taught, somebody who taught, somebody who taught, somebody taught me. Right. Now I'm teaching you. Yes. Figure it out on your own. Go ahead. Let me know how it goes. I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> Someone has to say, there he is. There he is. Come on. Next verse. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? I like how he said that. Jesus was walking. Jesus turned around and went, what? You saw, Jesus, see, Jesus was in the hood. <laughs> Nobody follows you. Amen. <laughs> Somebody following you, they're up to no good. And so here Jesus turns around and says, what do you want? What are you guys following me for? Right. They immediately went into something. They went, teacher. Where are you going? Now, that's the question that a stranger should not ask you. Right. Somebody, some stranger comes up and goes, hey, where are you going? What are you going to say? None of your business. None of your business is where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> some of you would give them so much attitude. Here's the beauty of Christ. He already knew what they wanted. Yes. He just wanted to hear them. I mean, come on, he created the world. I mean, come on, he was there at the beginning. I mean, Jesus, the Bible says constantly how the Bible says he knew their thoughts. He turned around and said, what do you want? But he knew what they wanted. Now, what if Jesus spins around and tells you, hey, what do you want? If he, if he just tapped you today and said, hey, listen, what do you want? What would you say? Let me tell you what I would say. I don't know. I would probably just say, I want whatever you want from me. Because, man, Jesus, my mind is so indoctrinated by the word. I mean, the world, my, Jesus, my heart has, I, I, has been darkened because of the world. And, and I know it's kind of healed, but I mean, Jesus, my, what I want and don't want sometimes don't even agree with you. So it's like, how, how, how can I tell you what I want? If somebody blurts out, well, I just want to have enough money or, you know, I just want to, you know, my life to be easy. I want my son to love me again. I want my marriage to be fixed. I mean, I mean, my thing is I would just simply have to say whatever you want me to have because yes. I don't trust me. Yes, yes. If he said, what do I want? I'll go, whatever you want me to have. Yes. I don't know what I want. They didn't know what 
All they wanted to do, all they wanted was to be where you are. That's a good answer. Yes. Next verse. Come, he replied, and you will see. He said, you want to know where I'm staying? Come on, you'll see. That's the beauty of relationship with Jesus. You know what he says when you really understand who he is? He says, okay, now we can begin. Yes. Come on, come on, let me show you some stuff. Let me change your life. Let me take your mediocre, sorry life and make something out of it. Yes. Let, let me take you from nothing to something. Let, let, let me erase all the trouble you've been through and all your past. Let me get rid of all that and let me give you a brighter future. That's what... See, Jesus, when, he, when you finally meet him, he says, come on, let me show you some stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Hanging out with Jesus took me around the world. Hanging out with Jesus has people that, I, that in different states who, if I call them today, it'll be a whole line of people. Hanging out with Jesus is, is, has allowed me to sit in places I never would have made on my own. Hanging out with Jesus has kept me from a lot of things that I probably would have did on my own that were wrong. Amen. Hanging out with Jesus changed my life. He says, come on, man, let me show you something. Let me show you. Come, yep, come on, let me. Come and you will see for yourself. Yes. I like that, I like that. Come on. So they went and saw where he was staying. And they spent the day with him. They hung out with him. I would have did the same thing. If this is really the Savior, I'm not leaving. Yes. I got to hear this. Every word you're going to say matters. Now, this also lets you know that these two disciples, Andrew, John, what they think was, the, they had background. They were raised in synagogue. They knew the Old Testament. Everybody say amen. Yes. You, I'm telling you, it's hard to do this thing blind. You have to, somebody's got to point the way. Everybody say amen. Amen. Aren't you give me this one. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. Yep. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and now, tell Now, what was the first thing he did? He found went and found his brother. Yes. The first thing he did is like, you know what? He must love this brother. And he must have knew his brother was seeking too. He yes. says the first thing he did was he, he didn't go run out and tell, he went and found his brother and said, we found the Messiah. We found the Christ. See, you yes. do have to find him. Yes, yes. You do have to find him. He has to make sure he puts you in the right place at the right time and around the right people, but you still got to find him. What he's saying is we have recognized the Christ. People don't recognize Jesus. Amen. Remember it says he came into the world, but they didn't know who he was. They didn't recognize him. Right. When Jesus comes into your life, you, you rec it's like you, all of a sudden you recognize him. Yeah. You go, there he is, right? Oh, there he is. I recognize him now. I found the cry. I got to go tell my brother. I would have did the same thing. First thing I would have did was went and told my brother. Yes. Who have you told? Amen. Who have you told? You worry about how they're going to treat you. You worry about what they're going to say. You worry you don't know enough. You don't know how to tell them. You, you, you worry that they might shun you or they might tease you a little bit or rib you. You, you, you worry that, yo, no, they're going to make fun of you. They're going to they're gonna say you lost your mind. And they're gonna, you, who have you told? You worry they're not going to be your friend anymore. Who have you told? Churches grow because people tell people. Now, I know a lot of you have been telling people. So it may take time, but I'm going to tell you this, a lot of you don't say anything. 
It's like I have found the light, but then you, you, you're around somebody else who don't have the light and you're not even spending time. Listen, no one I really care about will ever not know about Christ. If I really care about them, there's some, you're not going to save the world. Don't get me wrong. I haven't saved the world. But, man, if I really love you, you're going to know what I know. Now, I'm going to take time and do it. I'm not going to rush you and run you away. I'm not going to preach at you. But you're going to know. If I love you, who are you telling? Auntie, come on. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is... So he brings Peter to Jesus, and then Jesus, he says, your name is Simon. He wasn't introduced, he just already knew his name. Yes. Your name is Simon, you're the son of John. But let me tell you something, I'm going to give you a nickname. Here's your nickname. You're the rock. Yes. I ain't talking about the rock on television. You're the rock. What Jesus did there is what he does with all of us. We come to him nothing. And then he speaks about our potential. Yes. Thank and he goes, he looks into Peter and says, man, you have this potential that I can build everything on you. Your shoulders are big enough. You are strong enough. You are hard enough. You are, you are bold enough. That I'm going to give you a nickname. See, that was, that was actually a nickname. I'm, I'm going to call you the rock. Yes. And on this rock, I will build my church on the fact that you one day will know that I am the Christ. Really? See, now they believe I'm the Christ because they've been told I'm the Christ. And now they and they believe that it's me sort of. But you're going to be the one that says I'm the son of God. You're yeah. the you're going you're the rock, man. Yeah. I know you're a fisherman now and, and you really don't matter. Your life is really just you just live. You know, what's a miserable life to me. I'm going to be honest. If I stand before God and I go, Lord, hey, this is what I did. I tried to stay out of trouble. I tried to live the best I could. I tried to raise my kids the right way. I, 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 I worked for 30 years and retired and took care of my family. I tried to put up money so they can go to school and everything, and, and I died. In American, in American standards, that's a normal life. But in God's standards, I'm going to have to give an account for what I did, for the life that he gave me. Yeah. I can't stand before God and say that, that I, that I had a great career, and I, but I, I did the right thing. I, I, I was tried to be a good husband. I tried to be a good father. I, I took care of my children, and then I got old, and I got sick one day, and I died. And now I'm standing before you. Am I good? I'm not saying you have to be scared of that. I'm scared of that. Because I, 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 I need to stand before him and say, hey, I tried. I mean, I, I, I tried to leave my mark in the world for you. I didn't, you know, at least I can look back and say somebody's life was affected by me. I don't even think it was enough people. I don't think I did my greatest, but at least I tried. I, I told somebody. I tried to help somebody. Am I, can I, am I good? He says, well done, my good and faithful servant, not good and faithful American. Right. See, this is just me reading the Bible. This is all the craziness that comes to my head when I read the Bible. Come on. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Yeah. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. He found Philip and he said, follow me. Now, here's the thing about the disciples that you got to realize. 
Remember when he went to these people and said, he went to Peter and he went to the other two that were fishing and said, follow me, and they dropped everything and they did? See, see the Bible, if you read it wrong, it sounds contradictive. It's because in John, this is the initial meeting of him and Peter. But you look at the other Gospels when he was on the boat and he told them to cast the nets. You got to remember this little thing in between that. Remember when Jesus was teaching on the bank and then he got in the boat, which was Peter's boat, and says there's too many people, cast out, let me speak to them in the water. Remember that? Mm -hmm. See, the first meeting of Peter and these guys was in John. By the time he said, follow me, they had already kind of knew Jesus. He didn't come out of nowhere and go, hey, follow me. They weren't following a stranger. Right. See, they had already met Jesus. They were hanging out with Jesus a little bit. They, they got to know Jesus before they just took off running. I always read it as he saw Peter and said, hey, come follow me. Peter went, okay, I'm going to just leave my boat. I'm going to leave my family. I'm going to leave my business. I'm going to leave everything. No, he had already hung out with Jesus. He, it, wasn't, it wasn't blind. He, wasn't, he, wasn't, he didn't have that much faith. See, he got to know Jesus a little bit. Jesus was hanging out with them before he said, follow me. Okay. So he met him in John. He was hanging out with him in his boat and had him push forward. And then he threw and said, you didn't catch any fish. Throw your net over and get it. And then, he, then the next time he saw him and he says, you guys still not catching fish? No, you haven't. Throw your nets in again. And then he says, finally, he goes, now, are you guys convinced? I need you to follow me. Yeah. So it might not take the first time when Jesus comes to you and because you're kind of getting to know them like any other relationship. And then, see, some of you were born in church, but you were born in more religion. You know, that kind of jumbles you up a little bit. But you were trying to, you know, figure out this Jesus thing. You were meeting them and, okay, Jesus. And then eventually you get to the place you really start to know them, and then you get to believe and you go, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I, used to, Unc, I used to think that he just walked down Sodom and went, hey, follow me. And they went, yes, we'll follow you. And I'm thinking, that sounds kind of dumb, because that's not what happened. They got to know him, then they followed him. Yeah. Auntie, give it to me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathaniel and told him. Now, this how they're saying, Auntie. Somebody found somebody who found somebody. See, they're telling me. See, you know who they're finding? They're finding their crew. They're finding their boys. Yeah. They're going, hey, man, dude, I found him. And they go, what? You found him? Found who? Yeah. See, it was, see, he didn't go to every one of them and say, hey, you, the 12, and go, you follow me, you follow me. No, he went, Nathaniel, Philip went and found Nathaniel. Yes. He found him and said, hey, man, I got him. Come on, come on, dude. See, that's how this thing spreads. It's just... It spreads because you say something. You got to say you found him. But we always teach, well, I'm the one lost. He wasn't lost. Yeah, but you got to remember, you didn't recognize him. You, mm -hmm. you, you got to say you found him to yes. somebody. Yes. Somebody told you they found him. Yes. Who have you told? And, and maybe you're not telling it right or... Maybe you're too much. I'm not thinking you guys are that because you guys are like me. Maybe you just weren't enough. Maybe you didn't say enough. Maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't stress how serious it is. Maybe you didn't risk it all to save their lives. Nobody who I love 
and I care about, if they're around me, there's no way I would let them, I would let them sit and not tell them. If they work around me, I always give Kim credit for starting the church. Know why? Because I, I, when I met her, I, she just was in my heart. I was in hers, and I had to eventually tell her, yes. I can't let you sit like that. I know you're a good person, and I know you believe in God already. Amen. But I got to, I got, listen, Kimberly, let me give you the details you're missing. Yes, yes. Why? I love you. So here it is. Here's Mark. I got to work with this guy. And I'm like, I like this dude for some reason. I got to tell him. Yes. I remember working with Rita. And I'm like, Rita, I, man, I like this little Mexican. I really like her. I got to tell her. Yes, yes. I'll see you again. Trust me. I, like Ellen, I'm like, who is this big old tall girl? Married to this big tall guy. I'm like, I got to tell her. Yes, yes. You, you can't be around me too long and I'm not going to tell you. Who you telling? He wrote it. He says, he found Nathaniel, auntie. Uh-huh. I found the one Moses wrote about. See, they know the Bible. Yes. And about who the prophets also wrote. This Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Next verse. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? And then Nathaniel the goes, man, can anything good come out of Flint? <laughs> Ain't no good coming out of Brown City. Except him. <laughs> Ain't no good coming out of K-Pac. Except her. Ain't no good coming out of Emily City. See, see, you know, you know, you, you do that, right? You go, man, okay, Jesus came from there? I mean, Jesus might as well have been a country bumpkin. He, he says, Nazareth, don't nothing, nothing could come out of Nazareth. It's amazing how God could have, here's God who created everything. He did not come born in the palace. He did not come born to rich, affluent people. He did not, he wasn't born to a king, a prince of this world. He was, he was born the son of God. And he was born in a manger. The most humbling thing you can be. See, see God is showing you the personality that we need. He, he didn't come with grandeur. And, but yet still he came and still saved the world. Can something come out of Nazareth? Yes, we never would have known when Nazareth or heard about it because Nazareth was a nothing town full of poor people. But now Nazareth is talked about. Why? Because Jesus. Yeah. I always say, man, Green Bay, what is Green Bay? Green Bay would be nothing without the Packers. Amen. Nothing. What is a Green Bay? <laughs> now, if I say Green Bay, everybody goes Green Bay Packers. Uh-huh. It's a nothing town in the middle of a nothing, nothing that is now something because of something come, came out of it. Here's. Can anything good come out of Detroit? Yes. yes. I came from there. My uncle came from there. My cousin came from there. My aunt came from there. Can anything good come out of Dryden? Yeah, Kimberly came from there. Don came from there. Can anything good come out of Lapeer? Let me tell you something. I can't stand Lapeer. I know that's your town. I can't stand it. 
It's like, it's busy, but it's so small, I'm like, it drives me crazy. And it's, and it's full of fat people because it's just restaurants all down. <laughs> I'm like, man, Le Pere drives me nuts. It really does. It's like this area where you can spend all your money. That's what Le Pere is. <laughs> can anything good come out of Almont? I love telling people about Almont. We go down 53, and then you know where it is. We get through where the slowdown happens. We go through the one light, and I go, that was Almont. <laughs> Nothing in Almont but a high water bill. That's it. <laughs> Emily City, you know how I feel about Emily City. That's why I'm here. God's punishing me because of what Emily City? I don't want It ain't no city. <laughs> Can anything good come out of these places? Yes, all of us. Yeah. All of us came out of these places. <laughs> Nothing's not big, not much, but you know what he says, can, I, can anything good come out of there? He says, listen, you got to just come and see. Yes. Now, here's where I know Nathaniel and, and Philip are tight. It's because Nathaniel went and saw. Yes. See, they're not telling strangers. They're telling their crew. Yes. See, you're going to trust your crew. Right? Yeah. No, if, if your real close friend says something, you're going to check it out. So here it is, next verse. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite. Now he saw him approaching. No he didn't have a conversation. He has no background. He's seen him coming and he goes, hey, here's a true Israelite. I, I, you know, I can trust this guy. Yes. He just got done saying nothing good comes out of Nazareth. Nazareth. So he's already skeptical. And then Jesus hits him with him. Oh, I can trust him. Jesus wasn't sucking up to him. Read further. How do you know me, Nathaniel asked. Nathan went, me? You don't even know me. How are you saying that? You don't know me. Come on. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. He says, I saw what you were doing under the fig tree when Philip called you. I can see Nathaniel going, nobody would have knew that. Mm -hmm. There was nobody around. Yes. And here's the question. What was he doing? Well, there's no biblical, there's nothing that says what, what Nathaniel was doing under the tree. Nothing. I can't find anything. I've asked others, what was, Nathaniel, what was he doing on the tree? I don't know. All I know is, read me the next verse. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are king of Whatever Israel. he was doing, he knew that only God would know. Yes. He might have been praying. He might have been saying, Lord, show me the Savior, or, or, or Lord, help, help, you know, come into my life, or Lord, where's this, where's this great teacher that's coming that's going to say, he, he must have been doing something that went, oh, I can trust him. See, what, what was going on here is when you're alone, can he trust you? I mean, when, 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 you know, when you're out with your friends who don't know God, and that's fine, but you know, I mean, can he, can he trust you? He's, he's, I, I know I can trust you because I see you. Let me tell you something. Jesus sees everything. 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 And, man, I wish he didn't. <laughs> There's time when I go, can you please turn away for a few? <laughs> Don't judge me. You do the same thing. Amen. 
He says, man, I, I can trust this guy because he was doing something under the fig tree and that, I, that makes me know he's trustworthy. And Nathaniel's going, oh, this is the Savior because nobody, nobody knew, would have never known what I was doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm on the clock. Auntie, give it to me. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. Yep. You will see greater things than He's that. He's like, that's nothing. That's only the tip. See, I love how Jesus, he comes into your world, and then you, he shocks you, and he goes, yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because when you first get a real revelation of Jesus, don't you feel different? You go, man. See, mine was so different because I was like, he just ran into me one night, and I just went, man, everything's different. And he goes, ah, you haven't seen nothing. You haven't seen anything yet. Next, next verse. Then he added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and yep. the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. He says, man, you will now see this bridge between heaven and earth that you probably were praying for. Yes. You haven't seen anything. Now I am the bridge. Yes. To, see, because before me, there was only, only religious things people can do to get to heaven. Now, because of me, now the bridge, I, I'm building this bridge you will see heaven and earth start to come together because of me. <laughs> because of who I am, you will now see heaven collide with earth. It will not seem like this distant place in which you will never reach it. Now it seems like it'll be tangible. It'll be reachable. You'll be able to talk to the Father now when I leave. You yeah. know what? Not only that, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that's going to come down upon you. See, he's, he's, Jesus has all that in his mind. He's not saying it here because they're not ready for it yet. But in his mind, he's going, man, I'm, I'm, I, you haven't seen anything now because of me. You think because I saw what you were doing, that makes me the, the, the anointed one? No, see, I'm going to make this bridge come, and now your prayers won't just stop at the ceiling. Now you will no longer have to slaughter animals. Now you will no longer be lonely. Now you have a direct line. When I get done, you will see what God intended man to be before Adam fell. Yes. Because I created everything. And in me is the light in which all mankind lives. But so many won't recognize me. But aren't you so glad you did? That's just me reading the Bible. I don't tell you I didn't have anything. I just, I just believe we really just read the Bible. Something's going to come out of it. And, and, and Jesus will give us, and the Holy Spirit will give us revelation. I can't help but to be thankful for my life being saved today because I didn't deserve it. He must have knew my desire. My desire was don't let me live a mediocre life and just die. Where I, I didn't do anything, I didn't leave my mark anywhere on earth. I just 
I just, I just raised my kids and died. That's it. He must have knew my heart before I knew who he was. He must have gave me a name before I met him. He must have saw potential because potential is not known, it's recognized. 